December 11, 2023. It's a while for Pedro's show.
Doc from Pedro's show. Happy Monday. Start off with John Coltrane doing my favorite things. Well, an excerpt. Live at Birdland, March 2, 1963 with the quartet. And we had Goodbye Electric Sunday. Bruce Lamont, because of those Stonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me. All the way from Chi-Town. Bruce Lamont, welcome aboard. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Right away, give credit to Arvo for the connect. Thank you, Brother Arvo. Thank you, Arvo. Okay. I want to learn about your journey through music, so please bring your earliest musical recollection. Ooh, I love that question. Uh, I've been waiting my whole life to answer that one. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm closing in on 52 years on this planet, so let's go back to say, you know, when you're, when you're a child, you know, time is uh it, it fluctuates a little differently than it does when you're a little older so i'm not quite sure on the exact year it was definitely the 70s and i was definitely in my parents 1974 ltd and we had an am radio and there's a station here in chicago called that was called wls actually it still exists now it's like uh, talk radio stuff but that back then was a rock and roll station am 89 a little later fm 95 and i recall at between the age of four and seven hearing all kinds of rock and roll, and I had no idea who the bands were. But years later, when I started to pick up some albums and cassettes and whatnot, you know, I got some Zeppelin, and, you know, uh, I was like, I know that song. I know that song. Uh, uh, somehow, a, like a McCartney Wings album landed in my lap and heard, you know, some stuff off. Maybe it was Band on the Run or something. I was like, I know that song. I know that song. That kind of stuff, you know. And, you were uh, getting educated it. without knowing it. Exactly. Uh, thank you. Thank you. AM rock and roll radio, the seventies, you know, and it's funny cause a lot of that stuff is now like the classic rock format, but that was more of the rock and roll format of that time, I guess, you know, from, from, from a child's perspective. And, uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I was hooked early on and then, you know, it just kind of goes from there, you know, well, let go, me ask you what, this was the pad you yeah. grew up in. Was there musical instruments? Uh, no, there was not actually. Well, let me uh, ask was, you about school. Were you in the marching band or the choir, shit like that? For sure. Uh, I joined the string orchestra uh, when I was in third grade because you couldn't join the concert band until you were in fourth grade. So I played viola for a year. And then uh, when I was old enough to get into concert band, I played the instrument that I already had my sight set on. It was a little thing called the saxophone. And... Uh, uh, I had this lovely uh, um, band instructor named Monica Slayman. I'll never forget her for the rest of my life. And she took me in this room, and she's like, oh, you want to play saxophone? That's great. Here. You know, I was a little, littler guy, so she hands me an alto. And she goes, why don't you try the alto? And I couldn't produce the tone. So she's like, well, okay, okay, don't just, no, no despair. Let's try the tenor. And ta-da, I was able to produce a tone, and I started on the tenor, and I've been playing the tenor for the past uh, – on and off for the past 42 years, you know, along with the soprano, along with the alto at this point, and the baritone as well, too. But, yeah, that's where it got going as far as playing was concerned. I was the first in, in the immediate family to play an instrument. My grandmother played piano by ear. No, but there was no piano in the pad? Nah. Okay, so you didn't have to go through the ordeal of the piano lessons? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had cats on the show that have almost quit music because of that ordeal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's funny because, like, I wanted to play guitar when I was, like, six or seven, and my mom tried to take me to a store. This is long before, like, kids were encouraged to start playing stuff and instruments were made a little smaller for their hands. Some guy was like, oh, his hands are too small. 
buy him a piano. And she's like, he doesn't want to play piano. My face went white. You know, I'm like six or seven. My mouth looks at me and goes, he doesn't want to play fucking piano. You know, <laughs> typical South. That's a very uh, South Side, uh, South Side bomb response, you know. White but, uh, sucks. South- White yeah, sucks. Yeah, Forever, let, let me uh, ask you about in, in viola, not violin. Talk about small hands. You went for the bigger one. Now, yeah. Did you ever connect with the sax before that uh, professor laid it on you? Not really, honestly. And besides, you know, this is we're going through the seventies and the early eighties of rock, you know, rock music. And the only person I can recall that I had any interest in was Clarence Clemens. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't really know any any players until I was in my late teens, early twenties when I started to discover, you know, jazz and improvisational music. So Did you ever see that um, movie Blackboard Jungle? Because you got Bill Haley and there's a big old sax solo in yep, that baby. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> I mean not too much improv. It's pretty much no. the melody line, but it's yeah, honking. Yeah, yeah. And if you want yeah. my opinion, I think Fuzz Guitar is trying to emulate a sax, that, that growl in a sax. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, cool. Okay, let me ask you this, Bruce. First record you bought with your own money? First record I bought with my own money? Uh, Kiss Kiss. First album? Yep. And uh, eponymous, that's the word. I was trying to figure that word out last. Yes. It's when the <laughs> name of the band is the same as the name of the record. Right. Right. Self-titled. Yes. Right. No, self-titled, right. But for us, yeah, like, yeah. Greek, Latin guys, yeah. Hippopotamus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hippopotamus. L- let yeah, me ask you, you this. What was the first gig you saw? Uh, the first show I ever saw was the Alabama Roll-On Tour at the Milwaukee State Fair uh, with the Oak Ridge Boys opening up. Um, a day later, uh, I caught maybe a song or two, same, same state fair, Tina Turner, private dancer tour. Uh, not enough of that show. I wish I would have seen the whole thing, you know, but I was yeah. also pretty young. Okay. Um, what about not after school, like graduate, but in the afternoon, did you get into the basement band, bedroom band, garage band thing? Tried, you know, when I was a kid, I had a couple friends, you know, that's when I did start playing some guitar and I had a buddy who played drums and another one who played guitar. And we tried to do the, the bass, the garage band thing. And it never really, it never really took off, you know, and the three of us, actually it's funny because those are my two oldest friends and I'm still friends with to this day. We can, we couldn't get a band off the ground, but I, I did a little later around 18 is when I started like playing out. But without them. So your first gigs in front of people then was probably for the school. Uh, I did a battle of the bands competition, uh, for like the, the town that I grew up in outside of Chicago. And then, yeah, there was a battle of the bands at my high school after I graduated, which was real sweet. Cause, uh, I could pretty much get away with anything and they couldn't do a damn thing to me. <laughs> and, and, you know? and how'd that like, gig go? What was it like? Did you win? We did win actually. And that was not what we wanted to do. Uh, all I remember is my friend was going to sit in on guitar. We played our very first song. And he wanted to uh, do something that was a very Sonic Youth uh, style. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. Uh, he basically ripped all the strings off of his guitar first song and just threw it down, bled all over the stage and like ran off. And that was the beginning of our show. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be great. And then I, I think I stage dove 
into like the only the the, the nineteen kids that were there all kind of came close up close to the stage, and I jumped into them, and you know, with the uh, sax. No sax yet. No, this was just vocals. Oh, no you were lead singer, sax. man. You're front sax man. Play. I, I do both. I do. I, I still do. I still sing, and I still I, I play the. I play. I sing. I play the sax. I play a little guitar. You well, know, you, little if you ask me, yeah. the human voice probably was our first instrument. Indeed, yeah. you are correct. Yeah, I agree with you. You gave me this stuff here. Circuit circle of animals. I yep. want. I want to play that. Tell me about All it right. later.
blood came down the hill past the Catholic Church. Creosote ties, mossy and decayed, rot on either side of a berm that rises above the swamp and cuts through exposed rock. The bridge is too low. Water rises past it. Different tones superimposed on a wedge of pure sound. Buried percussion. Choral backwards whispers. A forgotten sound like summer camp violins. I drop off to sleep for exactly four hours.
thoughts Attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. Magic, 
Mm-hmm.
Rock from Pedro show. That chunk of music started off with Circle of Animals doing Poison the Lamb. Then we had Sky Furrows with Summit Cutting Mill. Brand new from Passarella. Tune called Festido. Not after that with this Feels So Wrong. I think the, their first vinyl got reissued. Feeding tube records. African Head Charge with a Bad Attitude. Here's a collab between Model Home and Wolf Eyes, Invisible Thread version. Both great bands. And then finally, yep. Yakuza, Burn Before Reading. Brother Bruce, enlighten yes. me to fucking Circle of Animals. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up because I believe, I was thinking about how you and I have never crossed paths before this, but we have come a, a degree or two away from... Uh, crossing paths and one of the, them happens to be the partner in circle of animals he is my bff and the engineer of almost all of the recordings i've done and he also is the, the other half of circle of animals and his name is sanford parker um oh, we started wow. this project in 2007 um kind of a little homage to the chicago wax tracks industrial scene um i'll get into how you guys cross paths and i will uh tell that story as well too um but uh, yeah, and basically Stanford's idea was we recorded a bunch of live drums and then he like just kind of manipulated them and, and made them into beats that would work for us and then we just kind of built songs around that and that is Circle of Animals. Um, about, about that simple. Brought a couple of guest musicians in to help us out a little bit. Our friend Dallas Thomas, who uh, played in Pelican for a little while and played in a band called Ass Chapel uh, out of Nashville and a uh, great guitar player. He helped us out. Um, but to the story where the paths were crossed... I think it was around 2008, you were at uh, Electrical Audio recording with a band called The Stooges. And uh, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, did you have a, a, a schedule where you would end around 5 p.m. most of the time? Yeah. Back, yeah. So I think, well, I was told that you wandered into like the B, uh, the B room over there at Electrical. And there's a band called Wake from Little Rock, Arkansas. It was starting with an R, R-W-A-K-E. And the engineer was my partner, Sanford Parker. And he, and you would pop in there and hang out. You with know what? Guys. I remember. I remember that. I think it was in two thousand, two thousand seven. Yep. Hold, yep. hold on a second. Hold on a second here. Like, and you wandered in. At first, he didn't know who you were. He's like, "Who's this guy?" And then you're yeah. like, "Oh, hey, my name's Mike. Mike Watt." And I was like, "Oh shit, have a seat." <laughs> so that's badass. So anyway, I've always, I've kept that I've kept that in the back of my head all these years. And it um, was a tribute to the wax trap. So like you, which is kind of like a. Dance kind of thing, right? Yeah, kind of, you know, industrial stuff. Yeah. Um, we did a little a little heavier uh, take on it all, but, uh, you know, the the My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, uh, Ministry, um, there's a band called Pig Face that's still around. Oh, yeah, I remember those cats. In, yeah, right, yeah, it was this nucleus they would do. Okay, so you guys are inspired by them, and you don't want to rip them off. You want to do your version of it, right? And that's oh, yeah. Circus of, 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 of course, of, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, that record came out in 2010, and we just decided this year that we're going to uh, regroup and uh, work on a new record. Um, oh, wow. Who else is in the band? So, so, like I said, Sanford Parker, the engineer that uh, you met. Right. Um, and it's just him and I. Oh, it's and just a twofer. Just okay, okay. Yep, yeah. So you yeah, guys yeah. just pile up tracks? So, he does so, all the electronic stuff. Yep, sorry. Have you done gigs? Nope. Never okay, played so it's just a recording concern. But when yeah, you get it re-going, yeah. you think guys are going to try to play it live? Yeah, totally. Okay. We gotta. Okay, 
that's kind of contemporary. Let's let's go back in your journey though. So you get out of school. What yep. do you do after school? Do you want to take your music to higher education? So I get out of high school. I didn't really want to go to college. Um, I was still with my parents for a little bit, and I saw I took a couple jobs. My mom also kind of forced me to at least go to community college if I wanted to live under their roof for a bit, and I didn't have the money to not live under their roof. But uh, I started playing in a band that same year, and it was, I was 18, and you know that band had a shelf life of maybe year, year and a half, and then I, I wanted to do more than just you know a battle of the bands gig at my high school or whatever. I wanted to get, you know, get, get down and dirty and play in the clubs and all that kind of shit. You know, yeah. so I ended up joining another band, uh, in the early nineties and we did that, you know, played all over Chicago and got to play the Metro and, um, on Clark street by the uh, Cubs where the Cubs yeah. play. Let, let, let me yeah. ask you this, like you're yeah. joining these bands, right? These aren't your bands. So it's their material. Yeah, but I was I was the vocalist on a lot of this stuff. This is, oh, this is okay, I okay. Real, 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 real serious about the sax again. So, so what's I it like to like, sing for a band that's not your band? Um, hmm. Well, I mean, they they included me as well, so I would consider my band as well. Well, well I'm thinking like, of like yeah. uh, maybe Iron Maiden's like that, right? Where the the it's actually the bass player, right? No, is oh right, right, right. Yes, yeah. I'm saying yeah, like. Yeah, like Steve Harris kind of. Right, like, Steve Harris, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like they had you know, a singer, and then they bring in this other cat, and actually yeah, they, they 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 get bigger than they ever did with him, right? Yeah, they do, actually, yeah. yes, indeed. Um, yeah, something like that, kind of. There was a couple guys in the band that were, like, the main uh, um, melody writers, and then, but I got to, like, kind of, like, I got free reign to write my own lyrics and vocal oh, parts. Oh, great, great. You know? So, yeah. you know. That was okay. So yeah, I haven't really been in a situation where it's like I'm full on doing something for somebody else. You know, I'm usually it's usually I'm a I'm a, a co writer in some way, shape, or form. So okay, okay. You know. And what, what were yeah. these guys called? Uh, the first band was called My Crisis, and the second band was called the Dyslexic Apaches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> whack, whack. It was the whack what happened with because you, know? you didn't give me any dyslexic dyslexic Apaches. Uh, oh. You know, we only did a couple of like local CDs, and I, uh, the, the band kind of dissolved in the later 90s. And um, that's kind of when I started to get, I wanted to get a little more serious, even more serious about playing music and playing music for, for life. And what about like, form. what about the idea of your own band? Well, that's kind of where that's kind of where it went. Okay, um, okay. I, I was I only was, guessing. Uh, I wasn't there, but yeah, okay. Oh yeah, no, it's all good. Um, so through the '90s, a lot of things changed for me musically. I worked at this awesome independent record store called Red Tower Records. It was out in the suburbs of Chicago, but no, I've heard of it. Like, yeah, it was yeah, not Tower, but Red Tower. Red so Tower, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I was there from like '89 to '93, which was a real sweet time to. Uh, be getting a whole stack of promos from all sorts of labels, independent, you know, major label stuff, whatever. So much good stuff all happening at the same time. Yep. And uh, during that time is when I really fell in love with jazz and improvisational music, which was, a you know, pretty much a, a hard right for me, you know, from what I was listening to. Um, I was still into a lot of rock and roll shit. And when I say rock and roll shit, I mean everything from punk to, you know, we'll go SST all the way to Metal Blade Records kind of stuff. You know, I was listening to all all kinds of all kinds of shit. But yeah, you know, Coltrane, Miles Davis, uh, Ornette Coleman, Mingus, Ross on Roland Kirk, 
Eric Dolphy. Art Ensemble of Chicago. Fucking A, no shit. Yes, exactly. Uh, Albert Eiler. I mean, it got... The, the 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 more I got into it, the freer it got, and I got into more of that kind of stuff. And you know, and a lot of people don't guys. know, uh, Sun Rod spent a lot of time in Chicago after he left Alabama. Indeed, yeah. he did. Yeah, I love love Sun Rod. I mean, that's such a such a massive catalog. You know, right? Uh, actually, uh, uh, Marshall Allen, uh, the alto sax player. For sure, Sun he's still Rod. going that's at right. ninety nine years going. old. Ninety nine fucking years old. How <laughs> much inspirational is that? Much oh respect, much yeah, respect. But uh, yeah, yeah Sun Rob, he was uh, kind of like working strip clubs on the south side there. Uh, Fletcher Henderson, he learned a lot of stuff from him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a big Who did arrangements for Fletcher Betty Henderson Goodman. Too. People don't realize yep. that Betty Goodman actually was a Chicago cat. Yep. Yeah, so yep. there's big exactly. jazz history there. So so what, yeah. what, what do you do? Do you start putting together your own freeform groups? I did a couple little things, you know, nothing of, of like, that's noteworthy or I can, like, drop a name on you or anything like that. But, yeah, I was trying different things, you know. I was pl- I was really into playing the horn. Uh, I was going to a lot of shows. The 90s in, in Chicago were fucking awesome because there was, like, this, like, bubbling underground jazz scene. Yeah. Uh, saxophone player Ken, Ken Vandermark kind of, like, it was uh, uh, driving the ship and bringing in all these European players. That's why I first yeah. saw Peter Brotzman. And like Misha Mengelberg and Hans yeah. Bank, who both play, both played with Dolphy at one point, you know, and it was fucking awesome, man. And it was a real it was a real education for me, you know, for like from like ninety five to two thousand, I just couldn't get enough, you know. And finally, uh, it was the late nineties. I started hearing some like more metalish kind of bands that were interesting to me because I liked metal in the late eighties, and I got real bored because it just was like kind of like all. It all was kind of like very, uh, I don't want to say the same, but it, yeah, just did, there wasn't a lot of variance, you know, between the bands, you know, it wasn't really exciting me as much, but I heard a couple of these bands and I just was like, man, I think I want to get back into doing some like heavier shit. Maybe I'll sing on that stuff. And then, so I, I hooked up with the Yakuza guys. Yeah. And, Cause we played you know, they, some Yakuza. Okay. So Yakuza was yeah. a Chicago band. Yeah, they still are. We've been a band for almost twenty five years. Oh wow! And, okay, uh, okay. And I, I was the la- I was the last guy to join. And while I was at one of the first sessions with them, they asked me if I played any other instruments besides. I told them I played bass and guitar and stuff, and I sang. I was like, yeah, and I played saxophone. And all three of them were like, "Where is it?" And I was like, "Uh, I don't know if you guys want to." Sing. And they're like, "Go, go get it." So I brought it down, and uh, I actually tried the alto first. Just uh, I don't know why I thought that might work better, and it didn't. It didn't work well. But I brought the tenor down the second time, and it worked pretty good. And I just, within six or eight months, I, like, weaved it into our sound, and that became a thing. We were, like, this heavier band. I'm going to call it some Well, you know, Hawkwind had the sax going with heavy rock. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Fair Nick Turner, time. right? Fucking kicking like Cato. Yeah, Look, we're at the end of the first say. hour, Bruce. We're going to have to continue because, yeah, man out of time right. for this hour. But we got two more. December 11, oh, 2023, this is what Peter is your special guest, Bruce Lamont. Hold tight, fire two. December 11, 2023, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. And if I say to you, oh, tomorrow. Thank you. What's the baby? 
It's a rainy night in Ecuador. And even time is new. A small drone has its eye on me. Rain droops from the sea. It's almost outer space down here at the equator. It's not as nice as I thought it might be. It's too cold for ten years. I thought about your face today and your slightly hairy lip. I almost felt alive again, but it was just a blip. I remember you at an ice cream parlor with cigarettes and communist theories. I remember you without your under things. But the thought just makes me weary.
Pedro Showstop, the second hour with Led Zeppelin 2. And the tune, something live. What is and should never be. Bombas Brendan after that, rainy night in Ecuador. 
uh, Bob Lord with the Celestial Phenomena over at Nuremberg, 1561. Get it right, what? And then Post-Homo Huber's Jazz, excerpt number 10. Side 10 excerpt. It's from uh, Graham and Randolph and Eugene. Graham and England. Fi- uh, finally, brain tentacles. <laughs> Fruitcake. <laughs> okay. So for, you got to hit me. To, what, what's this Led Zeppelin too? That's my day job. Uh, I've been dressing up as Robert Plant for the past, well, almost twenty years. But wow, it's been a, tour, a touring thing I've been doing since two thousand nine, and I I'm a pretty uh, I'm heavily tattooed, so I use a lot of stage makeup, and I wear a blouse and some bell bottoms and a blonde wig and a bunch of jewelry and. Dance around stage playing Zeppelin. And, Whoa! Uh, okay. It's uh, you know when I first started to do it, I never wanted to get into the quote tribute band world, but no one was. I don't know. I uh, I saw a couple bands I thought did it really well. You know, there's this band called Dark Star Orchestra. I used to do like the Grateful Dead, and they were fucking awesome at it. I was like, holy crap! There's also some Australian guys who do Pink Floyd, and I think they give Pink Floyd a piece of their gigs. That's they're called the Australian Pink Floyd. They're actually really good friends of ours. We've toured with them before. They play like dude. They're big enough to where we played with them in in Houston this past uh, summer to five thousand people, and we were the opening band. But yeah, yeah. Friends. This I is mean, how I know about them. The Stooges was on a festival. They were headlining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fucking awesome. They're great. And they've, okay. been, they've been they've been at it for they've been at it since nineteen eighty eight. That's what I heard. It's That's what I heard. Yeah, <laughs> thirty yeah, years. They, yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, Gilmore and uh, I think Dick Mason like ended up like like willing a bunch of stuff to them. They don't use like they they're pretty good about like not messing with any of the like the trademarked Pink Floyd stuff. Like you know they use like a pink kangaroo on stage as a blow up <laughs> as opposed to pink pig. You know they really play up the Australian part. Okay. You know with with their, that, that's their little stick, but they fucking crush it, man! Holy crap! They play some really good shit. I mean, they, when I saw I saw them do, uh, when they play one of these days from metal, I fucking, like, sure. I was in the crowd. I was like, holy shit. Never thought I would hear that song live, you know? So I remember seeing Pink Floyd do that song oh, in the 70s. God, a, and you oh, know what's amazing. so trippy? It's two basses. Because Roger Waters didn't really play that well. David Gilmour is pretty on the money. But both of them together, you get that. I thought it was an effect. Was, it's actually was, two basses. Yeah, they same use the same part for sheep. Or uh, at first oh, wow. they had the early title Raven and Droolin. So okay, <laughs> so you, you're doing the, 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 kind of like you know I, I read somewhere where Robert Plant said he got that high voice thing from Steve Marriott, uh, Small Faces, Humble Pie. Okay. That's because cool. the PAs weren't that good in those days, and you had to cut through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that a trip. You know, I, I, Plant's voice seemed to have changed around late 1972, early 73. Well, I, I, I read somewhere like, he had to get surgery for nodules. Yeah, that makes sense. I bet, I mean, with that, with the PAs being shitty yeah, and not probably right. not having the proper, proper monitoring system, he just blew his voice out, you know, which is right. too bad. Um, I think yeah, it happened to Chris got, Cornell, too. Yeah, I agree. I, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, I think I think you're singing right. high every it. night. I think just beats the fuck out of the vocal cord. Yeah, yeah. At least like you know, with, with me, well, I wear. Well, how do you handle it? Wet. 
I was going to say, I wear in-ears, I use wedges, and maybe I might, I'm not a massive drinker, but I might sip a little whiskey before the show, just yeah. to, you know, get the pipes going. That's what Frank Sinatra did for a long time, so I figured, well, Frank did it, and he got through all this shit. <laughs> not as know, high a singer, but his voice right, lasted. Right, 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 you're right, exactly. But, but uh, it, yeah, he so did last it. You yeah, know, uh, yeah, Miles so, Davis so, said he got a lot of fr- uh, phrasing from uh, the way Frank sang. Uh, oh, really? That's yeah, cool. look, here's another uh, music you gave me, a project called Masonic Waves. Let's listen. Yep.
kind of lucky, like I got a right. Can't go home or lose. I guess I'll play all night. And I'm placing bets. I'm looking for sevens all the way.
Block from Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with Masonic Wave doing Mountains of Labor. Then it was Adivin with Truss. Darn Pardo after that with D period, I period, E period. F period, O period, D period with Turn Off the News. Then Louis Ray Camarada with Dirty Pool. He was in this uh, late 70s band here called The Zippers. And then Yakuza again with Capricorn Rising. So Bruce, hip us to Masonic Wave. Masonic Wave is a Chicago-based band that started a couple years ago. We we're all friends. We actually happen to all be bartenders as well, too, around town as our side gigs, but we've all been playing music for a long time. It's funny because I'm not a big banter guy on stage, no matter what band it is. Blood's up on two, I have to do it. You know, it's, it's, it's an acting gig, So, but every, all the other bands. And uh, I only say one thing about Masonic Wave. I say, hello, we're Masonic Wave, and collectively we're 242 years old. And then we start, and that's the end of it. We're, there's four, four guys over 50. We got one, you know, the drummer's a little younger, you know. Got yeah. to keep that energy up. So he's still in his yeah. 30s. But nonetheless, everyone's been in bands in Chicago for over 30 years, you know, doing this stuff. And it's just fun. And it's just us hanging out. And, we're, and our first album ever is coming out, like, in a month or two, and that was one of the. I figured I'd drop one of the songs on you. But this and, is a uh, more yeah, recent kind of proj, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay, know, it is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, mountains of labor. So, when when it comes to having proj, you like them defined, right? They got their their own place, and this is one that's kind of more about buddies. Yeah, I mean, it can have its place. Sure, I mean, there's. There's a few of those projects I sent to you. Um, the band Bloodies is kind of the same thing. Um, and then other ones are just musicians that kind of wanted to play together um, and do something, you know, interesting. That band Sick Gazelle I sent you, which yeah. you might recognize one, one of the band members' names. Um, it started with me and the guitar player, Eric Block, and then uh, Steve Shelley from Sonic Youth. Of course. Uh, old friend of mine. Was th- th- yeah, I know you guys know each other. Midland, Michigan, and, uh, originally. The new guy, right? Yes, He's been it, the, it, it, here's a new yeah, guy for yeah, like exactly. 25 years. <laughs> right, yeah, no shit, exactly. Cru- uh, crucifix, yeah. when I, I, he started. He was yeah, the, I was about to say, the, the Crucifix. I, I only hear that name in my head. <laughs> the Crucifix. You know, nowadays, he's been doing drums for Bush Tetris. Yeah, he does. I yeah. know. He's been trying to, I was trying to help him, like they were trying to get some Midwest shows and I, I work for a club called the Empty Bottle. Oh, great uh, band. I love Empty Bottle. Thanks. Yeah, we love it too. Yeah, I and got to play there like, about a year and a half. You know, I heard about it for years and finally got to play there about a year and a half ago. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed it because I would have I would have loved to see it. Yeah, I sure. really enjoyed. Um, Everybody there was bitching. Cool. Very cool people. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah great staff. So, so yeah, Masonic Wave, do, do they just jam or do you guys do gigs? We do gigs. Yeah, we play out and stuff. You know, I mean, we're not we're not touring or anything like that. So it's more of just like you know, we fit them in when we can. But you know, we're putting an album out. You know, you know, you didn't on. tell me about uh, brain tentacles. Oh, I could. Please, brain. Uh, brain tentacles. Of course, brain tentacles is well. It's a, it's a trio on the record and the song that I sent you. But it started as a duo. It was just me and the drummer. And the drummer's name is Dave Whitty. Who was one of my BFFs. He's one of the best drummers in the whole wide world. He played in a band called Human Remains, a band called Discord and Access. 
He was a drummer for Melt Banana for a number of years. Whoa. He plays in a thrash, thrash metal band called Municipal Waste. Uh, he was in a band called Burnt by the Sun. Uh, we became friends 25 years ago, just do, touring together and shit like that. Not even that, but yeah, tw- yeah 25 years ago. Um, he's just real versatile and open-minded, and we want to do something real weird. And I had come up with this new kind of sound I wanted to explore the sound that you probably heard on the fruitcake song. Yeah, how does it, it begins with this weird kind of chant? Well, there, that's just a friend of ours being a ding dong, <laughs> or more. Not, I'm sorry, not a ding dong, a fruitcake. <laughs> and then, uh, but I, I run the sax through um, some like a, a chorus effect, a reverb effect, and then another harmonizer. And I use mostly play baritone on that in that band, but the song I sent out to you actually is tenor. And the baritone through all that shit is just real wicked and nasty sounding. Yeah. And that's kind of like that's that sound is specifically, you know, designed for that particular band. So, Whoa. And then and for this Yaku- trio. Okay, this Yakuza tune, Capricorn Rising, is that more recent? Yep, that came out this year. Oh, came out this year, okay. And you were saying that you guys are going to be playing more. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well yeah. hell, what came? <laughs> a lot of information. We're out right up to the second hour, December 11. <laughs> I know. Fuck it, just flying by. 2023 edition Walk Pedro Show. Special guest Bruce Lamont. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. Hold tight, fire here. three. December 11, 2023, it's the third hour of the Waffle Pedro Show.
for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. Yet another Bruce Lamont project. Corrections House. Nice comforting title. <laughs> 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 and White Man's Gonna Lose. Then we had the Michael Christoph, Jerome, Galgen, Fabian Rope trio with Choose a Good Wine. The 1164s with Laugh of Shame. Tell all, all this stuff's related, right? Helco with Just Stop Singing Like That. And finally, you mentioned these cats. Bloodiest, dead inside. You were, right, Bloodiest. You, you were saying something about them? Uh, yeah, we, we same thing. It was a bunch of, you know, Chicago musicians. We're all friends and, you know, we, we have similar tastes and uh, we kind of, came together. That band started as a duo, uh, the two guitar players, Eric Chalet and Tony Lazar, and then it just expanded. They added some piano, drums. Um, our friend Casey Key uh, was in a band called 90 Day Men for a long time. Um, great drummer. Uh, and then, yeah, I just kind of filled off from there, and I became the vocalist, and we just roll with it. And, now, you know, now, were these guys but, bartenders? Uh, not really, no. Because like, that's kind of the yeah. connected Masonic wave, right? I mean, yeah, there, there are, the, the, what would you, you tell me, Bruce, what makes these projects different? It's actually the people, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah. You know, people ask yeah, me yeah. about the old days. I say, hey, it's the people. I think the new days is about the people, too. It's always going to be about people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's why I get upset with this idea of genre and shit. Because this is, yeah, it's expression from people. That's what music is. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree with you. 100%. So well, does yeah, Bloodiest do gigs? We have not performed since about 2019. Okay. Um, ne but never say never. I don't believe in breaking bands up. Because <laughs> maybe one day we'll just, well, we'll all get the itch and be like, hey, you want to play a show? Yeah, that's right. That's up? right. Why, why, and why the hell not? You know, why make a big, you know, there's no need to, you know, make some dramatic thing like, we are, we are now ending this project because <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Who fucking, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? If we're Absolutely. All still, if we're all still here to do it. Let's just do it, you know? Right, right, absolutely. I, I dig that. And, and yeah. Now, hit me to Corrections House. Corrections House uh, was actually the result of, we were actually, Sanford Parker from Circle of Animals and I were working on a second record back in the 2010s. Yeah. Um, I happened to do a noise show with Mike Nine Williams from I Hate God. And I also, and at the same time, ended up doing a couple of, uh, solo shows with Scott Kelly from the band Neurosis. And I started to talk to both of them about starting. We actually were going we to book a tour as like three solo artists, Mike, myself and Scott. Yeah. And then we we're like, hey, maybe we should do like a collaborative thing. And I mentioned this to Sanford Parker because he's an engineer and he hung up the phone and called me back five minutes later and goes, I got a better idea. How about I just join the band? And I go, yeah. oh, we're a band now. And we became a band. And we used a lot of the drum ideas that we uh, had from Circle of Animals record number two and just kind of moved those over to Corrections House and then add Scott, add Mike, and we, we, we did two albums. We toured for about a year and a half, maybe two years tops, and then that was it. We're, I, I wouldn't, we're not broken up again. Like I said, I don't break up any other project, but we haven't performed a show since... 2014, and I don't know when we will again. But there, there's but, a connect with Circle of Animals, but Circle of Animals, that yeah. is finished? No, that's not finished. Oh, that's not finished. That's okay, real. that's great. No, we're, 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 yeah, we're going to kick that back into high gear. Okay, okay, okay. Now, here the final project you gave me here was Sick Gazelle, and you did mention something about one of the guitar cats. I mentioned the drummer, Steve Shelley. Oh, that, that's right, the drummer. 
And I did. Steve. You're right. And you were also correct. Eric Block, he's a guitar player. Oh, that's right. I did. Okay, I'm not all the way wrong. (laughs) Nope, you're not all the way wrong. Not even close. I was going to say, the song I gave you is brand new, unreleased, because we just... I mean, that's is that a Bruce Lamont invention? June? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. I had to to, to title it up real quick, because otherwise it was going to be called, like, Track 6. Oh, okay. that's, That's so boring. So I just quickly, you know... Jumped on the old uh, the old internet box and I was like, oh, all right, that looks good. I mean, I'm like, I sent that off to you. I go, what does that mean exactly? And I went back and I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like, anyway, well, eh, whatever. People, let's listen but, uh, to yeah. it. It's called Joom.
For Pedro Show, last music for this edition. <coughs> Started that chunk off with Sick Gazelle doing Doom. The Owl after that with Reversing the Demise of Morality. It's from Welcome to Gaza Benefit Complex. So is this one, Indian with Hello. Vacant Possession Feds Post. That's Graham over in England. Time and Propinquity. That's a word. Finally, Bruce Lamont. <laughs> the bookend. 893. Kind of cryptic. And Indeed. when you call something Bruce Lamont, is it man alone? Man alone. Okay. Just me. Okay. You, you plan on doing more of that? Because, man, I, I find that because we started the oh. show off with a tune like that, and I find him really interested. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That was uh, one of the only good things that came out of our <clears throat> lockdown time was I was able to do that stuff. Ah. And I have all kinds, of, all kinds of that stuff just laying around just waiting to be thrown out into the world. So you so. got a, re- a recording means at your pad. Uh, yeah, I have, a little, I have a little rehearsal space with uh, a couple of the other bands. And uh, yeah, I got a little recording set up. And That's so great. And, yeah. You know, in the old yeah. days, there was such a big Grand Canyon between musicians and recording. And now you got cats doing it themselves. I'm yep. really into that. Yeah. And uh, where, if people want to find you on the internet, is there a place they can go? I would say, you know, best place. And I, I'm not on there very often, but it's... Uh, I, my my Instagram tag is Hesh Lamont, H-E-S-H-L-A-M-O-N-T. Um, otherwise, I'm on, same thing, Facebook, Bruce okay. Lamont. And then all the bands that you played, which I appreciate, thank you very much, they're all out there in the uh, streaming world. Sure. Um, uh, you can also probably, there's probably a link on all of them where you can go and get a copy of the vinyl for most of these things, you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah. Right, right. Now, what concern is ongoing right now, the, your most immediate one, you got cook it on the stove concern music music wise uh not really any concerns um like well concern before. means like ongoing i, I was trying to get oh. all like poetic and oh shit. yeah sorry uh <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a couple of goals for 2024 and that is to uh get some of the solo material you know out there in the world uh brain tentacles we're going to write some more material and get that out there. And um, just to perform more with Yakuza, uh, we don't perform enough. You know, I'd like to do it more often. So those are the only concerns I have. Not, you, you, you mean like this last two we played, 893? You got more stuff like that you want coming out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, uh, and it's going to be under the name Bruce Lamont, your own name. Are, and, are you going to get a, like a band camp page or so? How, how are you going to release that? Uh, it's out there. I, you know what? I, I just, I, like I said, it's mostly on like the streaming stuff. So it'll be on. A okay. Camp. There's, there's a Bruce Lamont out there. So yeah, it'll be there too. And, we'll, and I'll, I'll get it. And I haven't asked you yet about this, but what about touring? Do you do that? Yeah, I do. Um, mostly, uh, like I said before, the Led Zeppelin two band. Oh, that band tours. So, yeah. So I, I tour, I tour uh, quite a bit with that. Um, shorter tours with like uh, the with Yakuza, Brain Tentacles. When we when we're active for that kind of stuff, yeah, we don't go crazy. We're not doing you know six weeks across the United States kind of stuff. We're just picking you know pick some spots and you know do the West Coast, do the East Coast, regional you know, blah, blah, blah. things. Yeah, 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 totally. I just thought, I, I just happened to play some one off festival in Denver last week, you know, and that was fun. That was the one off gig, but you know, get yeah, out yeah. there. I, I, 
yeah, I've got to get back to Europe soon because I, I really miss it. And what what, what, what prods do you think you're going to take over there? Uh, I would assume the solo stuff or Yakuza, do one or the other, so... Okay, yeah. uh, and, and who's recording right now? You said somebody uh, just got done recording, right? Oh, that that was the Sick Gazelle project, yeah. Right, Sick Gazelle, so. Steve Shelley. Yeah, Steve Shelley, and uh, Doug McCombs from, from Tortoise as well. Sure, Baseman. Yeah, yeah, great Baseman. Also, 12th Day Dreamer. Yeah, 11th Dream Day. 11th yeah. Day, that's it. Sorry, yeah, he's sorry. a good bud. He's sorry, a good Doug. Bud. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. He <laughs> I'm sorry, just laughing at these little <laughs> great, great, great human being, awesome bass player. I love him to death. I think I'm he's really the only glad. tortoise guy left in Chicago. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. Uh, yeah, because uh, now that I think about it, yep, there's a couple Everybody's of Everybody's bailed, right? Yeah. Well, look. No, no, Dan Bittany's still here, too. Oh, that's, that's right. That's Doug. right. Dan, Dan, and, Dan, and, Dan and Doug, so yeah. Dan and Doug are left. The last yeah. man standing. Look, yep. when this Sick yep. Gazelle album comes out, can you come back on the show? I would love to have you and Steve on, and we could wrap Fuck up. Fuck yeah, man. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, awesome. so let me know when it comes out, and we'll uh, put you up on another. Uh, come on board and spiel about it. I would love it. Love it. Dude, you're awesome. Thank you so very much. Oh, you too, Bruce. Very inspired. You make me want to start playing my bass right now. Thank you so Good. much. Good. People, yeah, <laughs> that's the greatest gift a music cat can do for another, ain't it? People, it's been the December 11, 2023 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.